this one today, uh, this is kind of funny. I'm going to be honest. Uh, this was on my Twitter. I saw a lot of people talking about this. And I really don't know what to think about it, to be honest. But it goes to show you that we're still, this is still where we are in 2021. It's still tribal combat. And the, meme town. And meme town. And me, the memes are the ammunition for the warfare. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. That's what you load into the weaponry is whatever memes you got at your disposal. Mm -hmm. Justin Long, a.k.a. the I'm a Mac guy from one of the most famous tech advertising campaigns of all time. Remember, I'm a Mac, I'm a PC. I'm sure some people haven't seen it. You can go look it up. Justin Long, the guy who played the Mac, I'm a Mac, has now moved over to the other side. He's now a PC guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And the whole thing, I watched it and I'm like, oh man, all I could think is I feel bad for this guy. That's it. I looked at him, hands in the pocket, expression on his face. He's like, I'm just a regular guy. I, I, these are PCs. And I was just like, oh, man. Look, listen to me, Will. Listen to me. Everybody's got to get paid. Everybody's got to eat. Will, don't shake your head on me. People got to. You know what it's like out there in Hollywood right now? There's no gigs. No, I hear you. Everything is. You got to make a living, don't you? Sure. And the way he's looking, he's like, I'm, he's like, oh, so what? You gave me an ad campaign how long ago? My agent just called you. You didn't want to re-up. So I got to take what I can now here. But the exact opposite listen, <laughs> position. Listen, Will. Sure. That was the okay. offer. He yeah. didn't come up with the concept. There's no way Justin Long picked up the phone and said, hey, Intel, here's an idea. But you have options. I can become a you're PC. Justin Long. I'm saying you don't have options. But you're Justin Long. <laughs> no, you're not Justin Long, man. Justin Long does not have all these options right now. He has some options. Sure. But this right here, this is a this is a payday. This is a big payday. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. For him to do it and take it and have to go through the process and for an actor, this is not at the top of their list, okay? of things they want to find themselves doing. So you know it was a payday in order to accept it. And the reason it's a payday is because Justin Long, like this is not, you know whenever somebody says no offense, they it's taken offensively? But th this is a true no offense. At least in this community, he's mostly known for that. Yeah, I know he did all these movies. But in this community right here, he he is the meme because of that. Yes. So the biggest thing you could do is do the turnaround in the same format. It's the biggest thing he could have hit with. Mm -hmm. Having been in this YouTube game and content game for long enough, you have to know, Will, that you don't, you I mean, there's some cases you can't escape, historically speaking. Mm -hmm. Like myself, I was the iPhone bending guy. But you like all that one. happened was in one moment, I was like, oh... My cousin gave me a phone, his phone bend. I was like, no way. I go to the basement at the time where my little studio is. I bend the phone. It's like, phone bend guy. Yeah. You can't. Untangle. Some things actually get bigger than even all the nuance of your personality and all the projects you might want to work on, everything else. 
And so for, for Justin Long, it's like, oh, here's another gig. And I, it, it might be more worth it. I might be worth more doing this than anything else right now. As far as cashing out, get, mm. getting a paycheck. Yes. In a time where it's tough to find an acting gig, a lot of Hollywood is sh uh, gigs, a lot of Hollywood is shut down. Mm -hmm. But you're right. They come with the program and they say, well, we got break to you, Justin Long. We got break to you. We really want to hire you. We really like you. But let us show you the script real quick. Mm. And then Justin Long is going, whoop. All right. Okay. You want me to flip it around complete? You want me to flip it around complete? And the thing is, I'm telling you, he's not in as good of a mood. In, no. the new, in the new one. Did you no. watch the new one? I did, yes. Yeah, he's not in as good of a mood. And and a part of that is age. Part of that's the way that the world is right now. He's a lot more shruggy. He's a lot more like, look, it's a PC, you know? Right. But they went with it. They went with it. It's tough to find a campaign right now. You know Intel is not super happy with Apple. They want to put a deal together. And so they did actually a series of videos. I guess it's on Intel's channel, someone being used as advertising. Uh, Justin gets real PC gaming. He goes up and he says, okay, let's, yeah, maybe just play a little bit of it. Will. Play a little? Yeah, my bad. Just play a little bit of it. We should have done that. We got to do a little bit of it. Hello, I'm a Justin. Just a real person doing a real comparison between Mac and PC. Just a real person. Oh, so you're a PC gamer? What's up? What's up with you? You're doing all this gaming on a laptop. What's up with you? Yep. Wow. Okay. And uh, do we have a Mac gamer? No one really games on a Mac. I know. <laughs> Wait a second. This is not the one I saw. No, it's a whole There's series. Multiple. It's a yeah. whole series, oh, okay. dude. Okay, let's break down that one since you just saw it. Like, what did you just witness? What happened there? It has 942 thumbs down, 808 up. Yeah. Come on, Will. Break it down, man. What are we looking at here? Well, it's... Uh, yeah. He's just doing a commercial. You, you're, you, you agree with me. We're on the same page here. Yeah. Like, uh, get, get, give the guy a break. Right give the guy a break. Now, the guy, the actor, the meme is one thing. But what about Intel? If you're looking at Intel, who footed the bill on this? Is it clever at all? I mean, we're talking about Intel right now. It kind of worked, but at the same time, you've aggravated some people, certain people, but were those people going to be your customers anyways? Because mm -hmm. Mac people are no longer Intel customers. Mm -hmm. Although they got the Mac guy because presumably they want to convert some people over to the PC side. Now that PCs are the only devices carrying Intel chips. Mm -hmm. So, but it definitely got us talking about Intel. And, and it got a whole community that wouldn't normally be talking about Intel talk. So it's one of these complicated things, again, where it's not uh, cut and dry. Mm -hmm. There's a few more. Maybe click the Intel channel right there real quick, if you don't mind. We'll just do one more because it's such a big story. Oh, Everybody sent to me over here. Maybe do, yeah, yeah. Let's do two-in-one flexibility. Okay, give me this. Hello, I'm a Justin. Just a real person doing a real comparison. So, wait, that. pause it for a second. If you don't, if you don't mind, if you don't mind. The decision to start with, I'm just a real guy. I, that's like a shot at the idea of being a computer identity completely, which I always kind of didn't like that much about the original campaign. 
I'm a Mac, I'm a PC, like as if as if it's impossible to, because I always use all these platforms. Mm -hmm. So I felt, oh, I'm not in there. That's not, one of them is not me. It's not a choice. It's like your birthright. Like you are one or the other type of thing. Right. It, it got it's really divisive. Exactly. Intentionally. The language of I'm a Mac, I'm a PC now. I don't know how many people want to look into it this deeply, but they picked a PC guy. He's got a suit jacket on. You know, the Mac guy's got a hoodie and all the rest of it. And but it wasn't it wasn't the campaign to be clear wasn't I like to use a Mac and the other guy, I like to use a PC. It was I'm a Mac, I'm a PC. It's a key. Yeah. It's a key distinction there. They wanted to go for the juggler on it and say, no, no, no. It, the type of person you are is one or the other. Mm -hmm. And then you get this campaign here, and it's kind of an early shot at those people to say, I'm a regular person, or I'm a human, essentially. Mm -hmm. Anyway, go back. You can go back. You can go back. I just want to, because the language matters okay, here. PC. It's a laptop. Uh -huh. Tablet. Laptop. Tablet. Laptop. That's cool. Oh, and there's Intel. Nice. Okay. So that's the shot they had to get with the Intel. Got a laptop, and it's just a laptop. Oh, also to get a tablet, I guess. And a keypad. And a stylus. <laughs> and a dongle? Go ahead, Will. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Again, I know. It's, it's awkward. I know, man. Look, man, I feel you. It I, is what it is. It's awkward. Yeah. There's no way for it not to be awkward. Is it a thing where he's got a... He, as an actor... Now, I this is tough, man. You're on set. There, You try and take the paycheck. You don't really want to be... I mean, I've been in weird... I've been in weird situations. Yeah. But is it a type of thing where if you're gonna if you're gonna take the gig, you embrace it and you go over the top, almost like comedic style, where because he kind of looks like he's being held hostage right now. Yeah, he kind of looks calm, very uh, defeated. Like, like he's second guessing his decision as he's doing the thing, and it makes all of us feel uncomfortable. Is he's it the, also not the Mac like thing? You know how we were talking about how the he's a Mac? Yeah. He's actually a real person now. Yes. So he can't really go. So he can't really emote that way. I guess yeah. he just has yeah. to be himself. Yeah. It's This is this is honestly like an impossible job. And maybe it's just me having the backs, like having my own history in the last 10 years, having been in his business, work with brands and things like that. But I have tremendous sympathy for him right now. Tremendous empathy for the whole mechanics of how this, and there's a lot of people, they just watch the content. They don't think about all the steps leading up to it and the scripts and revisions and all the things to make this campaign uh, happen and the negotiations and everything else. And uh, it's just tough to execute. It's tough to execute when you're not making an entire, trying to make an entire statement and meme and everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, yeah. Justin probably got paid bank for this. That's a second. Yeah. Yeah. So I that's, mean, I mean, that. you take that from it. And and I know some may, might consider it to be a marketing misstep, but that, that doesn't change the fact that there are some things being talked about that are relevant. <laughs> like, for example, if you wanted to have a two-in-one device, you do need to get an Intel machine, or you need to get a PC, let's say. Right. Like, for whatever reason, Apple doesn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's all valid. It's like, but somehow the valid points get lost. 
Yeah. Because you're so busy feeling uncomfortable about the whole thing. Right. But shout out to Justin. You got to, what is it? What the kids say? You got to get your bag. You haven't heard this one? There's like a Wall Street bets type of thing. I saw one of the investment apps was actually giving away a duffel bag. Oh. uh, You're not following this lingo. hmm. He had to get his bag is what I'm trying to say. Okay. You know, how to pay the electric bill. So I'm 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 I got tremendous uh, sympathy for it. And uh, listen, Intel, uh, it's okay. You got to play up these differences. You got to play up these advantages. But I don't know, man. Maybe in 2021, taking direct shots at other brands, maybe it's not the coolest thing anymore. I don't know. Mm. Maybe even the Mac versus PC segment, the original one wouldn't feel the way it felt then if you had it now mm-hmm. in the presence of social media and the type of like crazy way in which people interact over their tastes and preferences even back when they did it i think it had a little more fun loving aspect to it just because of the behavior of people like this is like is this that pre, pre okay that's a little extreme no no that's a photoshop we do uh holding a gun but you know what i'm saying here will yeah like it was less combative pre-social media it's kind of you could make a joke and move on sure but now it's a different landscape and it requires a different a different touch to it but you see these are they are real people you know they're actors they're real people they're looking for the next gig man yeah so do what you gotta do speaking of looking for your next gig here's my next gig talking about our sponsor our wonderful sponsor doordash been with us for a while now hmm and I'll tell you something about DoorDash, Well, Something that came up the other day. I was looking at a list of applications. Okay. You remember that? And the type of uh, data that they collect and things like this. And DoorDash was at the bottom of the list. So that was oh, a little yeah. bonus for DoorDash. Yeah, that's good to know. All Compared the way at the to bottom of the list. But, uh, you know, I had DoorDash today. I had DoorDash today. Uh. And I didn't even know it was going to be the sponsor today. I had a burrito today. Huh. And it was... Uh, it was a, just a, just a little bit spicy. I don't know what they call that. Maybe medium. I don't know what they call it. It was okay. a little bit spicy. With the it, it had the red salsa. You know how often you get to pick three different salsas. There's like the pico. Well, that's the burrito places. Uh-huh. The pico. Then there's the green, and then there's the hot. Yeah. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Sure. So I don't remember which one. I, I don't know which one. I, but it was delicious. And and that's the beauty of it. Is is no matter what you want to get. Whether it's a burrito or something else, they got you covered. I mean, look, you even brought up Mr. Beast Burgers right there. Free delivery, 31 minutes. Is that a double or a triple patty? Unbelievable stuff going on here. But here's the other part I want to mention. Today, what if you just forgot that one last thing at the store? Now you can get snacks, drinks, and household essentials in 30 minutes with DoorDash. Mm. You see, I got to remind you these things, Will. Often you go to a supermarket, you forget something. Maybe it's a little bit of dog food for Otis. Uh-huh. Maybe you forgot to pick up the paper towels. Uh-huh. Or the double absorption. I gotta. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of options with the paper towels, I'll just say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get, if I end up over there. <laughs> uh, dinner, check. Deodorant, check. Morning, pick me up from Duncan, check. Get everything you need whenever you need it with DoorDash. I'm saying everything. You need some ice cream. You need some Reese's. You know, Lincoln over here, he loves a convenience store. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's his favorite thing. He goes to the convenience. 
Oh. And he and he wants to, you know, browse the snacks. Sometimes you want some chips. Sometimes you want these things. Mm-hmm. And now you get that as well on DoorDash. Uh, plus you get a deal. Don't forget the deal. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all the restaurants you know and love. It's the national favorites. It's the spots around the corner that you should be supporting right now. 300,000 partners, U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. For a limited time, you guys get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more. All you got to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOULATER2021. That's 25% off and up to $10 of value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOULATER2021. Don't forget LOULATER2021, the code that will give you your 25% off. You need the code also, it tells them that we sent you, which helps support this show. Shout out to DoorDash. Thank you very much for sponsoring. Go get yourself some food. I know you're hungry. You're starving, all right? Mm-hmm. Apple just gave Russia a spot on the iPhone to advertise its favorite apps to citizens. I don't know if you saw this story, Will. Users will, will see a, a new screen when they set up an iPhone in Russia. Oh. Well, it's some sort of an agreement between... Russia and Apple. Now, you know Apple, they got a couple agreements. They got the, the China agreement, possibly controversial in some people's eyes, make uh, special concessions mm-hmm. in the markets they want to do business. Russia, one of those markets. So presumably there's a request that goes in here around a set of apps. And Apple said, okay, fine. Starting mm-hmm. April 1st, users setting up a new iPhone in Russia will see a screen that allows them to automatically install apps that are officially sanctioned by the Russian government in compliance with Russian law. What kind of apps are we talking about here? It's a good question. I presume you're talking about all types of apps, browsers, finance, uh, apps that the government probably has some sort of input some sort of control over. Right. This law was passed back in 2019, and it actually requires smartphone, tablets, laptops, desktops, and smart TVs to come pre-installed with specific apps made by Russian companies. So you know how it is. It's all, this is what it is in 2021. Every nation talking about their protecting their interests. Mm-hmm and encouraging the downloading and progression of locally developed apps and limiting the amount of uh, foreign reliance on certain applications happening all over the place, whether it's uh, even the U.S. Some, yeah. I mean, China, U.S., India, we talk about it all the time. It's more control. There's a, there's a lot of talk around it. In this case... Uh, you don't have to install the apps. They won't be installed if you don't want them. But you know you know this, Will. With the, even with a suggestion page, they're going to get way more installs. Mm-hmm. Because that's every single person who sets the thing up. Apparently, the actual apps that are going to be offered remain unclear. The ministry is not at all interested in seeing popular apps included in the mandatory pre-installation list take dominant position. If alternatives emerge on the market, prove interesting to users, and gain popularity quickly, they will be included in this selection and also offered for pre-installation. Now, this is a bit of a shift, I suppose. Apple 
typically has a lot of control over this and you know how serious they are about the experience you have with their devices. Mm -hmm. They don't want to let anybody interfere with that most of the time, particularly the startup and, and setup uh, part of the experience. Mm -hmm. But when, once that thing becomes a lot, I want to keep doing business in that market. There's limited options there. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we'll have to wait and see what those apps actually are, but uh, they're going to be sanctioned apps iphone supplier foxconn after all is said and done may end up building some of those evs in wisconsin maybe trying to figure out what they're doing over there in wisconsin hmm. they uh what was it originally iphone production there was talk of that there was talk of creating twelve thousand jobs or some crazy number yeah doing all kinds of things doing the things foxconn might do anyway actually i think want to say i don't want to say because i may get it wrong okay. what the original plan was to do over there i thought it, w it were iphone production but when the iphones i think maybe it was ipads ipad facility i don't know anyway the point being is not much has happened over there mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of criticism around some of the tax credits and and whether or not they should be upheld given the fact that a lot of the stipulations within those agreements were not met between Foxconn and those governments in Wisconsin. And so I believe the tax credit was, was withdrawn and some people were speculating that it's the whole thing is a sham and it's all going to mm. fizzle out. But now you have a rumor here that the Chinese manufacturer that invested originally $10 million in the plant may actually do something with it mm. 10 billion did i say million 10 billion i mean oh, you wouldn't wow. you wouldn't necessarily want if you actually invested 10 billion you wouldn't necessarily want to watch that go away no foxconn chairman lee young way said tuesday that the company is in the middle of planning for its next phase reuters reports and said the company's plant in mount pleasant wisconsin is being considered for ev production now that could make a lot of sense they got a new venture with fisker and if you know anything about automobiles, it's difficult to ship them around the world. And often you can get tremendous incentives in, if you make them nearby. Right. So this could be a decent move for them if they're able to pull this off. The effort aims to produce 250,000 of the planned EVs annually. Fisker wants to target the U.S. and China. So, okay, maybe that's what it ends up being. Maybe you get some some EVs pumping out of Wisconsin. I don't think there'd be too many people mad about it. And Fisker had problems in the past, but Foxconn knows how to make things, right, Will? Oh, yeah. They made a few things? Quite a few. Quite a few. Mm -hmm. OnePlus 9 Pro will offer a unique twist on adaptive refresh rate displays. I want you to hear me on this, Will. This is on the Pro model. Listen to this. You know you're going to get 120 hertz, okay, which you love. So do I. Big fan. But the 120 hertz and the high refresh rates, they use the battery. You are aware, aware of this as well. Mm -hmm. Typically, you would have another option in the settings to go down to a lower refresh to preserve battery life. Okay, fine. Feature's still there. What about these dynamic systems that aim to give you the refresh when you actually need it Automatic. and then save battery when you don't? Let me ask you something. How how often you find yourself on a static image? What do you what do you need a 120 for when you're not even interacting with the thing? Mm -hmm. 
You don't. So you want to save the battery. Well, listen to this. This adaptive display that OnePlus is going to use in the 9 Pro will dip down to just one hertz. This is a first amongst smartphones. And, you know, they keep leaking different, different specs to us. It's an OLED display that ramps down from a quick 120 hertz all the way to one hertz when looking at static content. This is a first for any phone, according to OnePlus's claims. If you're browsing photos, reading text, or otherwise looking at static material, you're going to dip all the way down and you won't even notice it because when you go back to interact with the device, ratchets back up, hmm. 120, feels quick, battery life saved, world saved, planet saved, universe saved. All because of that one hertz. <sighs> I think it's pretty cool. All right, one more thing with OnePlus, since this event is fast approaching. The specs for the watch include warp charge and OnePlus TV controls. Hmm. Warp charge on a watch? I guess they can call anything warp charge, and smartwatches tend to charge pretty quick because the batteries are usually smaller. They don't require as much battery. Unfortunately, the OnePlus watch will not ship with Wear OS pre-installed. But a recent leak has proposed a series of specifications for the wearable. This comes from teenage tipster Ishan Agarwal. Good job. His spec list suggests that the crown of the wearable will measure in it a fairly standard 46 millimeters. Okay. Sleep stress, blood saturation and heart rate tracking, 4 gigs of internal storage, IP68 water and dust resistance, plus the ability to auto-detect workouts. Warp charging as standard, although it's not clear whether that will be a cable or some sort of contraption, alternative contraption, wireless. 20 minutes of charging is said to provide one week of battery life. That's my number one thing with smartwatches is like how power efficient are they? Yeah, you don't want to be charging. Every it's night. the every night charge. It gets me every time. Oh. It gets me every time. But people call me crazy. They say, what's the big deal? You got it on the nightstand. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? They don't know how tired I am when I get there. I don't want to be... Imagine I get there, I'm unstrapping. Char yeah. I'm, I'm, I've got all these things going on. There's oftentimes I don't charge my phone just because I'm like... Mm -hmm. You know? And you also want to do sleep tracking too, if you're curious. They don't know how tired I am. Exactly. They don't know how tired I am. Yeah. They don't know what I, they don't know what I get up to outside of this. Mm -hmm. You guys think I'm in here 24-7? You guys think I'm in this chair 24-7? Some type of cyborg or something? Google's going to face a $5 billion lawsuit over tracking private internet use judge rules. You must have seen this story, Well, Yeah, the whole incognito. Yeah, mode. incognito, not so incognito. Uh, yeah. That applies to you, specifically. Me? Yes. Well. I walk past the monitor, I just see that little, what is it, like little sunglasses or what's the icon for that? Yeah. Yeah, I just walk past it and I'm like, easy, man. Yeah, hat. Place of work over here. Yeah. Place of work. Human resources. Yeah, I don't even try to hide it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there it is. Anyway, so the word is that there is still certain data being collected, even though it, the uh, feature or function is proposed to the end user as being, well, I mean, they're using the word incognito, but let's get a definition. Can we get a define incognito real quick, Will? <laughs> Oh, it actually, look, it brings up Google Chrome first. 
Definition, having one's true identity concealed. Interesting. In a way that conceals one's true identity. So, yeah, the name of it seems to imply, you know, a lack of data collection. However, that is, it's open to interpretation. And if you're Google, you got to believe they have some sort of favorable interpretation of, yeah. of what that means and who, who knows your information as a consequence of uh, data collection. Google failed to win a dismissal of a lawsuit alleging it collects users' data on internet activity even when they browse in a browser's private incognito mode. Google violates wiretapping and privacy laws by continuing to intercept, track, and collect communications even when people use Chrome's incognito mode and other private web browser modes. The court concludes that Google did not notify users that Google engages in the alleged data collection while the user is in private browsing mode. That's the Judge Lucy Coe in San Jose, California, and the ruling. So uh, we'll see. They're going to fight it. I mean, $5 billion is worth, I think it's worth a court case. Mm-hmm. Five billies, even for Google, is worth a court case. It's worth a few lawyers. Yep. So we'll see what they say about it. And possibly as a consequence of the court case, more information will come out about exactly what is being collected via, even while you're in incognito mode. Mm-hmm. We have some new footage from the SpaceX SN10, the Starship test flight. You remember that clip that everybody was like, that's CG. That doesn't mm-hmm. even look real when it comes in and lands that giant Starship. Well, they put out some new angles. And uh, most importantly, well, I would like you to play. You can play the video, actually. I think it's worthwhile. We can watch a piece of it. What you're going to see in here is close-up, detailed look at the rocket engines as it comes in for landing. And you're going to see the legs extend as it comes down. Should I skip anywhere? or? Uh, yeah, you can, you can skip to about halfway, I would say. A little bit more than halfway. We're mostly interested in its landing because, of course, that's where the issue occurred. After Now, this clip does not, this recap does not include any type of explosion or anything. But this is, I mean, this is, this the, that's the clip right there. Yeah. That part of it is the clip right there. Now, yeah. I want you to watch for the legs coming down because apparently something gets crushed, which eventually causes the issues. One of the legs gets crushed on the way down. But you see those legs extending? Mm-hmm. You see those tiny, hard to believe, those little tiny legs kind of hold up the whole thing. But then there's so much smoke after that that you can't really tell. Now, I'm guessing because it came down not quite straight. It was a little bit to the... I'm just guessing. Sure. That maybe one of those legs was taking more weight than it should have, which led to the, the thing getting crushed. Now, you anyway, you can't see it in here, but you definitely get a better experience on the recap than you probably were capable of seeing live. And the coolest part about this, just as a recap, to watch each of the... Look, look, watch, okay? So you see, what, 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 are, what is the word for, uh, what are those thrusters? What is, what is the word for each of those rocket units? Are they thrusters? I think so. Uh, detail at uh, the rocket, rocket engines as it came in for landing. I don't know, whatever. We'll call it thrusters. It doesn't matter. It does matter, but for the purpose of this explanation. So... To see how they have balanced the amount of thrust and how two of them are turning off. Yeah. And the and then they're kind of like juggling a little bit the weight, mm-hmm. but through rocket power. It's really incredible. It's fascinating. It's wonderful. And I love the rapid experimentation. Yeah. Like just do it. Get it out there. 
It's okay to fail. And make it public. Let's keep going. It's a tremendous approach. So whatever. Shout out SpaceX. Next one, BMW, they put out their first ever i4. And I guess they did a video here to announce it. I think it is their first all-electric sedan. They had the i3, but that was like a little hatchback type thing. Mm-hmm. This is going to be their mass market. This is their this? Uh, Tesla killer. No, no, no. God, no. Oh. Will, get out, get out of here. <laughs> I was like, whoa. That's a concept vehicle. But I guess they're talking this? about their inspiration a little bit. This? No, no, no. no. They're, they're talking about like the phases they oh, went okay. through t- to get to the final thing. They're going to save the reveal. I mean, these concepts look amazing, but you can't. Come on, you can't buy that. You I get, mean, their concepts have always been great. Amazing concepts. Yeah. yeah, amazing concepts. When are they going to show us? There we go. Okay, so here's what it ended up looking like. A lot more traditional like a regular BMW, but with some electric accents. I mean, you see the blue down oh, the side. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, you got really high expectations assuming they're making concept cars. Look, <laughs> well, look, look, look. That's nice. Well... Can you change change it to like RGB? Did you get excited there? <laughs> Can you change? Yeah. I think you might drive something like that. I don't know. I would love to have something like that. You would drive something like that. I, I would think. I mean, here's the problem. At this point, Tesla has such a dominant position in the sedan market. Let's say that this is the same price as a Tesla sedan. Are you really going to go this route? See, I changed my voice on purpose right there. Are you yeah. really going to go this route? Yeah. Let, let me tell you something right now. They say it's going to go, the range will be up to 590 kilometers. So that's not bad. What are you going to say to me, Will? Are you going to go, or would you go for something like this if the price was the same? Uh. Oh, okay. Mm, Easy, Will. Probably go with the S. Wow. Uh. <laughs> well, look, BMW has its fan base and... I'm going to go out on a on a limb here and just suggest that they will have advantages in certain areas, not in the autonomous aspect, probably you know, not in the range, but and probably not in acceleration, but they may on the interior finishes and some of the option packages. Yep. I had the same experience with the Taycan, German automobile, similar companies. Mm-hmm. There's just some things you can do that Tesla's well, they're just a new newer company. Yes. Yep. So I totally agree. I'm going to say that when you go to figure this out, check that one out. If it's available at the time when you're going to get the electric vehicle, go take a peek. I will. I'll do a test drive. Oh, a test drive. Why not? Holy moly. Analyst says Volkswagen will overtake Tesla in electric vehicle sales this year. Oh. How about that for an analysis? The European car maker hopes to be the top electric vehicle maker in the world by 2025. I don't know why this person's saying it's going to happen this year. Gordon Johnson, who keeps tabs on Tesla for GLJ Research, said Volkswagen will overtake the company in terms of EV unit sales this year, aiming to deliver 1 million EVs over the course of 2021. By contrast, Johnson pointed out, Tesla had said it anticipates a 50% rise in deliveries. However, that lands the company at a floor of nearly 750,000 units compared to the 1 million. This is about that footprint. Now that everybody's playing a game, there's a couple of Volkswagen dealers. There's a couple of people that have leases on Volkswagens in the world. 
And then they go and say, oh, my lease is done. What should yeah. I get? Upgrade. And all of a sudden, Volkswagen. it's an EV option. Yeah. And they say, oh, that's fine. That was fine for me before. Be fine for me. It's sure. that footprint. Mm -hmm. the, like I said previously with BMW, you know, they have this customer base built in and it's helpful. And so there's a lot of heat coming at Tesla real quick, man. They've been uh, the, kind of the lone the lone wolf for a while. Mm -hmm. And now everybody's coming coming for the crown. Uh, now, it's important to note that Volkswagen will likely do this. I'm just guessing, but they will likely do this with a lower price point vehicle, would be my guess, to get to a million units. Less than the Model 3? Like, it's not going to be that car. That car's not going to get you to a million units. No. So... I don't know about less than the Model 3, but I would say around that range. Sure. Or lower. Mm -hmm. Model 3, the cheapest I can get is what? Like really... 35? Is it really... You get, you get 335 USD? We've looked this up before. That's, that, 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 is, uh, that is really compelling at the entry-level price. But I think you at least got to get the extended range, Will. Can you get Long me the... Range? You oh, got oh, see. oh, this is Canadian. Oh, you went to Canadian. It just converted. It converted it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I think everybody likes the long range at least. 38,690 for the long range. Standard range 29,690. I mean, that's very But aren't they including aren't they including see potential savings? Click on the purchase price, Will. It gets squirrely over here. At the top. Click purchase price instead of potential savings. Okay, there's the real. Because it's saying you're not buying gas. I don't. I don't really like how they do that. I don't. Yeah, really... they start off with uh, this crazy amount of. Uh, I, I really don't like how they do it because it's like Will do is out here. He's cross shopping, and then what? Yeah, I know. You what get, a Jeff. <laughs> yeah, you're like 29. All right, I'm in. And then what? Once you see like, the oh, bill, pay another seven grand. Yeah, once you see the bill, you fight. Like I mean. But anyway, it's what they do because you are going to save money on gas. But what if you're cross-shopping it against another EV? Mm -hmm. Then that doesn't really work so well anymore. And there's so many EVs to choose from now. Right. So, But anyway, 37490 is actually the price of USD of the entry-level Model 3. But we'll see what happens. Good luck to Tesla. Good luck to VW. Electric mm -hmm. vehicles for all. Check this out. Well, this has to be the prettiest, the prettiest mining rig I've ever seen in my life. Can you imagine somebody putting together a 10X NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3090 custom water-cooled mining rig? Water-cooled? <laughs> That's like an extra sting to gamers. Not only yeah. did you take these 10 cards off the market that I could have been using, but you also, to rub it in, you water-cooled them beautifully. Mm. Well, I'll be honest. I'm not one of these people that gets too fired up about it. Uh, I just got to tell you the truth on that. I actually think it's kind of a cool build. Now, granted, it's not playing any games, which I suppose is a little unfortunate. But just from a hardware standpoint, to see the, uh, what would you say, the execution of such a thing. Look at all the, <laughs> look at all, I mean, it's it's kind of clean, no, Will? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, what's the hash rate? <laughs> well, the hash rate, I mean, 10x. What they say? It what would kind be of improvement. It would it would here? be at least at least a giga hash is what it would be. Yeah, one thousand mega hash plus, depending on the overclock. But actually, they don't talk about overclock over here. Uh, it must be really cool. Uh, yeah, you could overclock it for sure. 
The system has three 1,600-watt PSUs to power it all. But, yeah, I mean, that's a dream. Everything stays cool. It's probably quiet. Look at that. It's a little meter. Yeah. That's cool. Water cooling meter. They can keep tabs on everything. and It's actually kind of a simple setup. If you look at the the shapes of the tubes, like as far as the bends yeah. and stuff. Just right angles. It's a pretty simple setup. But, anyway, I just... I have just a level of hardware appreciation for it outside the realm of the controversy around mining versus gaming and everything. I just appreciate it for what it is. RGB, though, not very efficient. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Wasted dollars on the RGB. (laughs) Speaking of crypto, though, Visa wants to get in on it. We talked previously about how MasterCard was, I guess, the first to embrace it as far as the credit card companies are concerned. And it looks like Visa wants to jump in as well. This could be, I guess, good news for crypto. Payments giant has so far kept away from offering cryptocurrencies, but its users could soon buy Bitcoin directly using the service. Hmm. So you could buy some Bitcoin directly with your Visa. This has been a a really, uh, what would you say, a lot of friction here trying to buy crypto particularly with credit cards. A lot of credit card companies not super into the idea of it Mm -hmm. Um, because they have rules around like taking out money versus like a cash advance type thing versus using it to buy something. And you don't own the crypto, right? Well, you do, but you also owe the credit card company. I see. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going in debt to pay for it. Uh-huh. I'm explaining credit cards right now. <laughs> I'm just saying they have rules around buying currency with your with credit versus yeah. buying a product with credit. And right. so anyway, they're moving into the crypto world. The firm is uh I guess changing their position. It's uh there's a space that Visa is looking to capture. We're trying to do two things. One is to enable the purchase of Bitcoin on Visa credentials. And secondly, working with Bitcoin wallets to allow the Bitcoin to be translated into fiat into a fiat currency and therefore immediately be able to be used at any of the 70 million places around the world where Visa is accepted. So it's not all that different from what MasterCard was saying. Mm-hmm. They still want to be involved in the some degree of processing, and you know they're going to try to make a few bucks on it, right? Whether it's a conversion, transaction, however they're going to work it out. There's If there's money to be made, it's going to attract players and... As much as it may be the true crypto types might be like, screw Visa and MasterCard and Fiat. And it's a reality of life right now that you got to, this stuff is moving in and out. Mm-hmm. And these are these are companies with a huge pr- footprint that could really increase the adoption of these things and, and actually get these things a lot closer to a currency faster, mm-hmm. an actual valid currency. So I think it's... Uh, I think it's interesting. How about this? The world's first NFT house is now for sale. Oh. A futuristic dwelling designed to promote mental well-being and calmness. Hmm. How calm are you right now? Well, I need this. That's for sure. <laughs> the NFT house. Not very calm. Yeah, it's true. Ever since you got your new place, you're all yeah, you're all screwed up. Stress. Do you so want to tell the people about it or is this does this explain I mean, the problems with Willie Do Wildcard? This this explains it all. Let the people know, Willie Do, what's going on, man? No, I, I think it's normal, the stress. There's a lot to think about, a lot to do. So it is what it is. 
just got to embrace it, you know? Are you feeling better yet at all? Can we get a few? Are we moving in the right direction? Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. It's getting somewhere. Artist Krista Kim has posted the world's first NFT house for sale on Super Rare, dubbed the Mars House. This piece of crypto real estate is an appropriately futuristic virtual dwelling that comes with its very own soothing soundtrack. Oh, you like that, Will? Mm. You could live in this in this virtual place. It'd be very relaxing without all the problems that happen in the real world. Yeah. There's a actually a Vimeo of the Mars house. You can probably play a bit of it, I think, since the NFT is unique. I think we can play a little bit of this. Okay. Yeah, play Does a little. Does it come with music? Yeah, play a little no. bit, Will. Oh, this is the wrong one. Play, play a little bit, Will. Go ahead. It's the Mars house, man. The Mars house. Okay, I don't know about the song, though. I don't know. It might be a copyright situation. Oh. Neon lighting, uh, all kinds of futuristic-looking objects. Water is involved. It kind of looks like a beach, sort of. Yeah. Are there walls in this house? Is it all maybe just glass? There's a roof. There's a roof. Okay, well, it's it's got all the parts you're looking for. Neon, 3D. If you purchase this, Kim will send you the one-of-a-kind 3D file of the residence for upload to your own personal metaverse. It looks to have like a lot of pools and hot tubs. Bidding for this house is currently up to 33 Ethereum coins. Or the equivalent of $59,343. Okay. So that's cheaper than your house, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can afford to live in this place. <laughs> let me check if that, uh, let me check if there's any update on that. How's the heating though? On that price. Oh, baby. And oxygen. Hang on a second. Krista Kim accepted an offer of 288 Ethereum, $512,000, and $712. $500,712. Numbers. That was a huge increase. Twenty-two two days ago, she had 33 Ethereum offer. 21 hours ago, it goes up to 288. Oh. Sheesh, that's an increase. So. And then she accepted it. Is this a video or is this like a like a virtual? No, you get the 3D files; they become yours. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're uploaded to you. Whoa, that was a huge increase. I'm just so curious. This person comes along, like maybe, maybe, holy elevating. It was the same person, by the way, Arton Internet, that was doing the bidding at, at, at like they started out at 10 Ethereum and then they were raising their own bid. They went from 10 to 33 to 288. Huh. Cool. Well, so, congrats. Addition one of one. I'm just curious, like, why does the person keep keep on what? Increasing their own bid without pressure from others. Like, that's very like, unlike uh, a typical auction. Maybe it's her husband. Hey, man! <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, look, that uh, wraps it up for today. I am just going to... Uh, oh, quick update. Quick update. 
Will do is going to bring back the wild card on the next episode. He promises. I promise oh. that he promises. Okay. We'll see about that. <laughs>